0: Dun, dun, dun,
1: dun, 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 dun! You sound insane. You realize that? Oh, yeah. The whole world got crazy. it's, it's showtime. So for the second time this year, we gather here to talk Marvel. This is kind of the B movie for Marvel this year. This is kind of sure. definitely number two as far <laughs> as uh, their priorities are concerned. Nonetheless, they never cease to. Uh, Spare any expense on any of anything involved with anything that they do.
2: Yeah. That is one thing that Marvel is not known for, is not spending money. So,
1: <laughs> well, Disney, Marvel, the whole thing.
2: Right. They are okay with spending they money. They have money. We know yeah. that. But there's a lot of proof in Weird. the
1: pudding there. Uh, nonetheless, I think this is like the 15th Marvel-related p- podcast we've done. Or podcast episode we've done in the past. Or podcasts. We have 15 Marvel podcasts. Uh, mad mm-hmm. about Marvel is one of them. <laughs> mad about yeah. DC because we are mad about DC. So yeah.
2: Just the wrong one. kind of mad,
1: right? Yeah. Check those out. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just playing. But I feel like we've talked about all of these movies at length many times mm-hmm. in the past. It's yeah. one of my favorite subjects <clears throat> to talk on the show, especially with you, Brian, in the absence of Richard temporarily. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, we think yeah. Richard will be jumping on here in a little bit, but it is should we let the list? it's it's his birthday. It's Today his birthday, is his so birthday. if he doesn't make it, we understand. So he's probably we got partying hardy. Twelve, thirteen point. new cardigans tonight, and uh yeah. he's trying them all on in front of a mirror. So he'll be on later. <laughs> Absolutely,
1: but I feel like other the things you and I probably talk about or can talk about the most Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Wars and Marvel are probably the top two, and those are the, probably the two that Richard doesn't like or <laughs> yeah. likes the he just, least. He just glazes um, over. He just yeah. kind of he likes them by association, and because he he's on the show and appreciates being yeah. on the show, so he does his right. due diligence. That, <laughs> right, but he would never right. like go out and seek those out on his own. I don't think. Uh, yeah, to, especially to the length at which we have right uh, on the show.
2: Now, you bring up Guy Fieri, and he's he's there. <laughs> like, the conversation is right in his way. Yeah,
1: he has to watch four seasons of dry, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, no problem. One second. Let's do this. But, no, we wish him the best, and happy birthday, Richard. The Big, 55. <laughs> Never would have thought he would have made it to 55. But thank you, Richard. We'll see you soon, hopefully. Hopefully, he'll join us a little bit later. But until then, bro, there's stuff to talk about. and. We mentioned money earlier, and the Disney-Marvel conglomerate and all that is associated with them, but uh, I, I just kind of want to talk about the box office, because we don't get to sit back at this point in the year a lot and talk about how things have panned out this year uh, for a lot of these movies. I guess we can kind of sit back and you and I can, and I know this is going to be sound boring, but trust me, a uh, little box office chat here. Let's do it. Box I love the box chat. office. Hashtag yeah. box office chat. Let's get it trending, America. <laughs> okay. So, I said one A or one B for Doctor Strange. For as far as priorities are concerned, I say one A would probably be uh, Civil War this year, definitely. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, Doctor Strange. Yeah, kind of. Uh, we'll throw it out there. Yeah, if it does well, then great. If not, then We still have our Avengers, normal Avengers, and we can act as if it never happened, basically. And I think the movie we'll talk about later at length is structured as such, where they really could just forget about it and act as if it never happened if it didn't work, Uh, which is fine. But having said that, uh, Doctor Strange worked. (laughs) It made $80 million uh, last weekend in a competitive weekend. Mm-hmm. And it was election weekend. A lot of speaking for myself, people want to get away and do that. <laughs> not a lot of college yeah. football happening, not a lot of big games happening yet. Yeah. Um still kind of in that in between period and people want to get away and do that. And it was competitive, but eighty yeah. million I saw keeping
2: pool. up with the Joneses six times this weekend <laughs> just to try to get away from it all.
1: I was at trolls on a triple header, so
2: <laughs> I saw that too, dude. <laughs> you did yeah you saw keeping yeah, it, it, up with the joneses and no trolls? i did not oh. i did not see keeping up with the joneses but i did see trolls with the with the with the kiddo and all of his little kids.
1: how was trolls right it was
2: reasonable it was fine it was exactly probably like i can't tell the- if
1: it's trying to be trolls like we used to play with or if it's a yeah, new yeah. thing
2: yeah it's kind of a knockoff of that so it, it was looks, fine it like, looks
1: like a not like a fake uh black market knockoff of trolls like <laughs> hey sure. like oh say uh i was wait five years old or four years old or whatever mm-hmm. Want we trolls for christmas but they don't have any so my dad's gonna go to the back street and find <laughs> yeah. some knockoff good, trolls right and those, the are, the dollar ones, general those are the ones in the movie yeah the dollar yeah. general trolls those are the <laughs> 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 that's a good analogy sorry dollar general <laughs> you're a great establishment <laughs>
2: Shout out to you guys if, if you ever sponsored show. So.
1: Yeah, but uh, so it was good.
2: Timberlake. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was like it was better than I thought it was going to be, and I thought it was going to be you know like a B minus. So it was it was like a solid B kind of kids movie. And having seen a lot of kids movies over the last three years, I can tell you that that is uh, that's okay in my book. You know, like if you can come out saying, "Hey, that was rather enjoyable. I didn't hate my life. The kid had a good time." Then you know that kind of checks all the boxes.
1: Wow. Good yeah, that's fine.
2: Yeah. It's, it's not Pixar. That, it's not Disney. It's, Timber, it's
1: Timberlake fun. has so many hits as far as the mm-hmm. songs are concerned. Yeah. The biggest song I've probably had in the past, uh, I don't know, 10 years. Yeah. We'll just throw it on troll soundtrack. Like that'll be <laughs> the song, you know, it <laughs> just, he could have held that song for another five years and released it. It would still would have been a hit, you know? Yeah. Just one of those, one of those tracks, but. That's Timberlake for you, but maybe I'll get around to that eventually. But as far as the box <laughs> office is concerned, eighty million dollar pull for Doctor Strange. Uh, not it's not the two hundred million dollar pulls that we've seen for the Avengers series, but this mm-hmm. is not that. It's its own thing, and I'm surprised it made that much. To be honest, I thought it would be about fifty. I didn't think yeah. this would have as wide of an interest as it did. Didn't think Cumberbatch was as big of a name as he is, but I guess this is more of a Proof more, more proof. If we have don't have enough already, that Marvel is what pulls the mm-hmm. what pulls the crowd, and not necessarily the uh, the star of the movie.
2: Yeah, yeah, agree.
1: So, still impressive at eighty eighty five. I think I think it's done mm-hmm. like three hundred something worldwide yeah. already. Yeah, it's cash So and it's checks it's, it's, big a, time. it's a it's a big hit uh, for them. W- great for them. It kind of reminded me. And, and my, going into it, I kind of felt that way. Of it's kind of like last year when Pixar had Inside Out, and they were like, "Yeah, a good dinosaur, we'll throw that in the fall." You know, mm-hmm. like that's mm-hmm. how I feel with Civil War, and then yeah, Doctor Strange, we'll throw that in the fall. You know, see how it. And then you know, good dinosaur, I think made some money, but it was not a hit.
2: Yeah, not like means. this. Not, not like this.
1: Not like this. And so, um, good, good. Good to see something go right for Marvel once in a while, you know.
2: <laughs> they really deserve they it. They're really lucky. Really they really lucky guys. Never, really nothing ever works out, out.
1: so yeah. it's good. Yeah. good. to see something go it's right. It's kind of like you.
2: whenever you see George Clooney starts dating a new a new woman, a new right. beautiful woman. You're just like, man, I'm glad that guy is getting a break. Uh, he really glad really Leo won it. an Oscar.
1: I mean, he did not have enough going <laughs> yeah. right for him. Had a I mean, really
2: rough life up really to this t- point.
1: All right, so speaking of them. What would you say is the top-grossing movie of the year so far, Brian, domestically?
2: Oh, domestically. Just off the top That's, of your head.
1: Gosh. Just uh, five seconds. Just su- three, if it's Suicide Squad, two,
2: I'm, I'm going to commit Suicide Squad. Suicide squad. Um, I, I'll go Civil War. That'll be... Civil War. Yes. Close. Very close. Okay. It's
1: actually... Deadpool. Civil War is number two with $400 million, Okay. $408 million to be exact. Finding Dory, Brian.
2: No way. One. That's four hundred
1: eighty-five. Wow. So both Disney properties there. Mm-hmm. Well, almost a billion dollars with the top two. <laughs> Domestically, mind you. Yeah. <laughs> that's not even counting any any country that's outside of the border of the U.S. and uh, North America. So doing all right. Again, good to see something good go right for for Disney. <laughs> That's a quarter of Star Wars right there. And just those two No, <laughs> Let's just put this in perspective a little bit. Deal um, of the century. A quarter of what they bought Star Wars. Yeah. Um. Number three. What would you say that is? Just just the top of your head. Just third uh, highest grossing gosh. film of the year so far. I'll go,
2: I'll go Deadpool.
1: Okay. That's close. Very similar kind of film. Mm. Secret Life of Pets, very similar to Deadpool, (laughs) same same audience, really.
2: Um, Yeah, yeah. I took my kid to a double feature of those (laughs) those films.
1: Three hundred sixty six million for that. It's just a mess. Then we came
2: home and watched Human Centipede, so it was just a really great way to top off the day. (laughs) (laughs)
1: You and kid just watching (laughs) Centipede. It's an average day in the life. No. Yep. So that's that's crazy. Um Secret Life of Pets has done that well. I didn't Did you end up that. seeing that
2: at some point? Did, we never we did, did an episode. See it.
1: Um yeah. I saw it the week or day it came out maybe. And Richard saw it and I think we just determined that it wasn't worth more than yeah, 30 minutes. Yeah, it was minutes. not really our audience.
2: Sure. Yeah, it, it was no, good. It, I enjoyed it fine. That, that. It was wasn't fun.
1: worth a 30 well, minute kids, dedicated yeah. podcast totally. episode. Um we we're talking about it now, so I guess it's worth that, but <laughs> Yeah, Uh, it was fine. Good voice casting, cleverly well written, kind of Mm. Pixar Mm. style animation. What you'd expect.
2: Just best use of Kevin Hart. Illumination
1: is not really up there yet, I guess. As far as I mean, they're not. I don't know. They're not Pixar, you know. Yeah, yeah. It still kind of feels knockoff in that way, but it was fine. Sure, definitely not worth number three of the year. I mean, year's not over, but. Number four is Jungle Book, so another Disney esque something. Not Disney, but uh, it is Disney. It's... Jungle
2: Book was Disney, yeah.
1: Oh, so it is. Yeah, you're we're right.
2: three of the top four there, so that's good.
1: <laughs> good to see something good. ahead and guess what? Number six is is Zootopia. So wow, we'll see that. Uh, Deadpool's number five, so top five okay. for Deadpool. It held on for a while. I think yeah. it was the it was at the very top for a while.
2: They are thrilled that they are still in the top 10 of the year because I don't think they expected anywhere near that.
1: Yeah. I don't even think they expected to make money. So, you
2: know, <laughs>
1: right. Or the studio didn't. So as far as the year goes, uh, Doctor Strange already ranks number 21 of the year with $98 million good. since it came out sure. to date. And uh, so almost 100. It's, it's kind of surprising... Some of these movies you see on here, and you're just like, what? Uh, Kung Fu Panda 3 on the list here <laughs> with $140 million domestically. Wow. Uh, yeah. Those are fine movies. Uh, Angry Birds at number 18. Bad <laughs> Moms, $113 Oof. million dollars for Bad Moms domestically. That was a
2: huge hit. Huge surprise. Because that can't have cost more than $20 million to make.
1: Central Intelligence, $120 million with The Rock and Kevin Hart.
2: Sure, I haven't seen that you one yet. saw that one? I'm sure I'll catch it before the end of the year on, on the old DVD, but not yet.
1: The Legend of Tarzan? Mm. It's mm. kind of like almost cracking the top ten yeah, of the year. S- stop making Tarzan
2: movies, guys. No more Tarzan is movies. Is it good? Done. Uh, did we, did we I talk didn't see about it. it?
1: I feel like I saw it, but I don't feel like I remember it. Is that weird? I Yeah, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it.
2: I almost rented it on an airplane a couple of months ago and it was like fourteen dollars. No, I'm not paying for, I'm not paying fourteen dollars to watch Tarzan. If I did, it would be one that involved Phil Collins.
1: So let's look at some of the kind of flops uh, of the year. Well, mm-hmm. let's look down towards the bottom. Um Inferno is number seventy four yes. on the list. It's-
2: it is amazing how those movies keep getting made. That's the third one, but it feels like the eighth one. Like it just—it seems like there's these will never stop. And I don't like. Does anybody? I know Da Vinci Code made a lot of money, but I don't think Angels and Demons did. So I, wh- why? Are, what are we doing? Why are we making these movies? They're like the only movies that can make Tom Hanks not watchable, besides Larry Crown.
1: <laughs> uh, wow! Nine <laughs> lives, nineteen oh. million. Oof! <laughs> hope that was worth I'll, it. I want to just pull that sound effect of you going, Oh, <laughs> I feel like one. that's,
2: you could use, you could just play that for 2016. Like our year in review, when we get together and record that, you could just play that on a loop for the entire episode. Cause that, that's pretty much how I feel about 2016 as a whole movies, pop culture pre- presidency. I mean, whatever, it doesn't really matter. It's just, Pretty much 2016 is just, oof, I don't know, man. That's pretty much the slogan of the year. <laughs> um, hands of
1: Stone, <laughs> the boxing movie, mm. $4 million pull. Total. Not great.
2: Not great. Not hey, you great. know what people don't want to watch is boxing movies. Like, we're done with boxing movies. Oh, there's as a, a whole... Wolf. Except for Creed. Like, yes. we, got, we just, Rocky's it. That's Brian, all we want you said do. that,
1: Brian, because there's one with Miles Teller coming out and... Couple weeks.
2: Can't wait, man. Can't wait. I subscribed to a a Hollywood related podcast. Uh I can't remember which one it was. There's a couple that I listened to. They do interview I think it was THR Awards Chatter, which is a pretty solid podcast if you're into that sort of thing. And uh, you know, it auto downloads and I was like, Oh, I have a new episode and I went and clicked on it and it was Miles Teller and I cannot tell you how quickly I deleted it. Like I had super insane superhero type speed trying to delete it off my phone <laughs> oh my as fast as possible.
1: I thought it was going to infect your phone. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's going to turn it into a cup.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just take it gotta, to the Apple store and be like, around. I don't, yeah. I promise you this was a phone. Like 20, oh, and they're like, yeah, we know. We got it. We've had a flurry of those today.
1: So I would say surprise hit would be... A Sausage Party at almost $100 million domestically. Yeah, that's, that's a big kind of, big hit for that. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles only pulled $80 million, so mm-hmm. there's no sequel coming there. I think they announced that this week, but there's yep. not going to be a third one in that series.
2: Yep, that's dead. Good. Tired of those. <laughs> They're going to reboot I loved, it. You're I gonna, love the Ninja Turtles. Just wait Turtles. two yeah, years,
1: Brian. They're going to do fine. another version
2: of it. Reboot it yeah. with, without Michael Bay and... Uh, yeah. and you know, pretty much everybody involved. Just that's fine. Like I'm fine with Ninja Turtle movies existing, but I I hated that iteration. I guess
1: uh, Alice through the Looking Glass made seventy mm. million.
2: Too Total. bad Richard's not.
1: He's probably still in the Looking <laughs> Glass. That's probably where he is right now. Couldn't resist. <laughs> Had to go back.
2: His version of the Upside Down.
1: Girl on the train didn't do very well. I mean, it's made seventy million so far, but I feel like it's kind of come and gone already.
2: -hmm. In two weeks. It didn't have the kind of cultural cachet that I thought it was going to have. That I think most people who read the book thought it was going to have. Yeah. Um,
1: Now you see me, too.
2: Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. It made
1: $60 million here, but
2: foreign, it
1: made made $269 million. (laughs) Yeah. 80% foreign. For now you see me 19%, well, for you know what that's um, crazy.
2: You gave now you see me to I'm talking to foreign audiences now. You gave now you see me to 200 plus million dollars, and we gave you Donald Trump as a president. So I feel like those two things are connected. This is just tit for tat,
1: it's just it's all coming around
2: full
1: circle. <laughs> it is. We haven't talked about Jack Reacher, mm. never let go. Or never go back. <laughs>
2: like the a, worst title for a movie. Never ever. go back. That's yeah, what's... never go back. Because eh, why would you?
1: <laughs> oh, we won't. Don't worry. And we didn't. Uh, did you see
2: this? No, I. I will at some point because I think the first. Well, because I like Tom Cruise. I'm. I'll always hold on to my my Tom Cruise fandom. Um, but the first Jack Reacher is so middle of the road to me, and I. I like I did not walk out of that. Th- Every time I see a Mission Impossible movie, I think, uh, you know, if that turns out to be the last one, then that's okay, but I'm totally fine with going back to another one of these in a couple of years. That'd be great. With Jack Reacher, I was like, okay, that existed, and I don't really need to revisit that, that entire universe ever again, so... <laughs> I mean it was fine. It's like it's a B B minus kind Rousing of movie.
1: endorsement That yeah. existed and I don't totally. need to visit that yeah. universe ever. I mean, we
2: we hate those movies because <laughs> it's impossible to <laughs> talk about. That's why we didn't do an episode on the second one is because it's like we pretty much know that's gonna be a B B minus kind of movie, and those are the worst for the podcast. Like we need we need A's or we need C's. That's cause the B movies they're there's uh, to me those are the hardest episodes that we do. We're just like, I, what do I say about this? It was fine. Action yes, it is. Ups. It's well, yeah. there's nothing wrong with those movies at all. And if it is playing on TNT, then awesome. But like, as far as how are we gonna critically talk about this? I I just it's impossible. It's just impossible.
1: Yeah, well, we might have to eventually. It's made fifty million dollars in the U.S. sixty. Three foreign, so it's (laughs) it costs 60 million to make, so it's made some money.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: Not to say that they'll ever make another one, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. Another flop The Huntsman Winter's War. Remember, this even came out. Oh man,
2: I forgot about that.
1: Gosh, (laughs) this came (laughs) out, (laughs) and um, here's an idea. Let's do a sequel to Snow White and the Huntsman without Snow White. Makes a lot of sense. I, I mean I'm not a Kristen Stewart fan at all, by any means,
2: really. Uh, tell that to your back tattoo, but okay.
1: <laughs> You're right. No, it's actually Robert Pattinson, but she shouldn't be in <laughs> there because it's a Twilight piece, you know that. It's more uh, Pattinson though, because he's yeah. takes up more surface right. area. Sure. Uh so it's got a huge
2: head. A
1: big cast, though. Look at this: Chris Hemsworth, Charlie mm-hmm. Theron, Jessica Chastain, Emily Blunt, Nick mm-hmm. Frost.
2: That I like all of those. Evil. In yeah. theory,
1: that that okay, yeah, I'm down. Uh yeah. If you would have say, let's just, yeah, let's assemble that cast, but make hey guys, let's just make a different movie. What well, not the Huntsman? <laughs> winners <laughs> right. more. Hey, yeah. all of y'all Nick. are already here. Let's just do a different movie.
2: <laughs> could you make right some now. kind of political thriller yeah, exactly. with that cast? Yeah. Totally. There had to
1: have been a script just laying around that studio somewhere that they could have yeah. thrown together and right. <laughs> made a good right. movie that by, we would have. By wanted. the
2: way, if anyone wants to buy my Chris Hemsworth as a movie star stock, please contact me. <laughs> I'm putting it at a rock bottom price. Like I really missed on that one. Yeah. I thought he was a legitimate and Richard, I know, would back me up on this. We thought legitimate movie star in an era where there are not movie stars anymore you know and winning more so in crazy. the in the movie star category right now than him is
1: like <laughs> dave franco yeah dave franco you know. bigger more movie star than chris Hemsworth right now never would have really thought weird. the day would have gosh <laughs> oh, it's really weird
2: <laughs> Hemsworth, he's very talented he looks the part but then he like puts these movies out any movie that's not Thor. And you're just like, well, that kind of disappointed. And so at some point you have to start saying, well, it's not disappointing anymore. That's just as who he is, which yeah. is fine. He's yeah. a good, I mean, he's fine. He's fine as he is. I just, I really thought whenever Thor came out, whatever year that was, 2011, I think 10, I don't know. I thought, dude, this is a movie star and eh, not so much.
1: Um, what else we got here? Money monster.
2: I saw that the a couple of weeks ago. It was okay.
1: Clooney. Speaking of Clooney.
2: Yeah, the clones. Yeah.
1: Nerve. Did you ever see Nerve?
2: <laughs> no, no.
1: It looks like now you see me. Five. Yes, it
2: really just it, it really, it definitely looked like an offshoot of Now You See Me. It looks like, like a bad
1: Black Mirror episode.
2: Yeah, like the whole thing was a Four Horsemen's prank.
1: <laughs> They're just in the eye the whole time. They're just bored in hiding between the two movies. That's the end of the movie as they exit the eye. The eye is watching. (laughs)
2: Mm. I
1: can't Mm. get over. Now you see me. I just, I'll (laughs) never, it'll never happen. There will never be a day that I wake up where I'm like, you know what? I'm over. Now you see me.
2: (laughs) Every once in a while, that movie gets brought up in casual. Not very often anymore because I have, uh, I don't know, like... (laughs) Because I've screamed at everybody who's brought it up in my daily life. Now they know. But every once in a while, in my extended circle, somebody will bring up. Now you see me as like, oh, you you, you do a podcast? Yeah, a you know, movie podcast. Is it? Yeah, we you know we have pretty good audience. We do they're pretty like, all right.
1: And then like, have you seen Now you See me? <laughs> yeah, the first yeah. Thing it's, they it's, ask you
2: inevitably. It, well, it's always like, so you like Star Wars? Yeah, totally. Marvel? Yeah. Hey, did you see this movie? Uh, what was it uh, about? magicians and you're like, oh, no. God, no 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 no, no that has never now, happened dude it's happened to me a dozen <laughs> times what's that and one then, uh speaking yes, of star wars
1: yeah. and marvel what's that one other franchise <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like with magicians the,
2: the, exactly yeah <laughs> it's just it's happened to me at least a dozen times oh they're and one
1: I, and the same at this i actually confused the force awakens with now you see me two the other day put them both put them on and I actually Wait got three scenes in before I realized that I was not watching. Now you see me too. <laughs> Chewbacca's in not me. Yeah. The Force Awakens. It was really weird, really yeah. weird. But hey, when you got a franchise as hot as Now You See Me, <laughs> you got to be put in that conversation with the the Star Warses.
2: Oh man,
1: Gods of Egypt, Brian. Oh, number classic sixty-eight film. of the year, Rou- hmm. rounding out the top sixty-seven. Gods of Egypt.
2: It's good because it'll definitely be it's running right. <laughs> out in my top five worst movies. It's of roundabouts
1: the year. where Dirty Grandpa, <laughs> The Fifth Wave with Chloe Moretz.
2: What about that? Yeah.
1: Uh, Mother's Day. Oh, no. And Ouija 2. So <laughs> that's roundabouts there. But sad, sad, after that, Hail Caesar. Mm hmm. Mm. Little Jim. Just kinda of little yeah. diamond in the rough back there. It's diamond amongst garbage, as Emmett Smith would say.
2: <laughs> Great call back there. We got some flack for liking that movie, and I I stand by it. That's a solid, solid film. And in a crappy year like 2016, it, it deserves better than than to be relegated to that kind of territory. It's right but next to so
1: right next to Zoolander two on the list.
2: <laughs> saw that movie, another one we saw that movie and we did a podcast about it
1: i'm still surprised that that ever even happened
2: mm. you know, know
1: in hindsight nope. you still we feel like then. it never happened and they're still <laughs> talking about doing a sequel to zoolander yeah. you know yeah. that was like
2: <laughs> valentine's day and and we you know we were still so young and naive we didn't really know what 2016 was going to be like yep. we only lost like a dozen important celebrities to to death at that point, and uh, you know, just we we thought oh, it was just a it's just a bump in the road, and no, we should have known when Zoolander two when we walked out of the theater in Zoolander two, we shart- should have started preparing like, some sort yeah, of <laughs> we <stood it. laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: that was the first thing that should- happened. Should
2: have <laughs> started some kind of doomsday bunker or something like we should have known things were coming bad.
1: Criminal with Kevin Costner. Did you ever see that? I did not. No. I'm sky. out on
2: all body switching movies. Like that's a rule for me now. Um, I I don't think I'll ever see another movie where uh, <laughs> out on
1: all bodies. All body There's actually switching. a category at the uh, video rental store. Yeah. That you when you're in the aisle. <laughs> there's actually a body switching aisle. Now. It's the category has has grown immensely. Yep. Netflix you, recommendations. Yep. So. <laughs> body switching.
2: <laughs> Freaky Friday. Freaky yeah. Friday the revamp. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Face off.
2: <laughs>
1: um, okay. Anything else? Any surprises this year? What's been your biggest surprise as far as something that you thought wouldn't do very well that's done pretty well? Uh, Ghostbusters number thirteen.
2: Yeah, uh, that's a, so
1: interesting. Is that a miss?
2: Yes, because of its budget. I mean, we talked about that at the time. It's that would be great money for uh, you know just a a, a buddy comedy, but they budgeted it at a blockbuster level and it it did not come through on that surprise Since for the- me Sully, mm, number yeah. 16
1: it's ahead of that independence day too doctor strange mm-hmm. sausage party <laughs> magnificent 7 uh, that tim burton movie tmnt i mean Sully is i wouldn't have th- i would have thought that would have been a smaller kind of mm-hmm. yeah. small interest movie i mean yeah. i guess clint eastwood and tom hanks will bring the crowd right. but but old, as far as subject matter that. i thought it would have been more of an art house movie honestly sure
2: yeah yeah that's a bit. Of, i mean deadpool surprised me i didn't think it could pull a third of what it pulled um that was that was huge i was disappointed pop star made zero money and had oh yeah no forgot about that. cultural value whatsoever and that's yeah that might be the funniest movie i've seen this year so that's, that's BFG, kind of a, number forty six yeah that one league. hurts that one hurts because that was fun i mean there was nothing wrong with that but man it made no money warcraft that was a disaster everyone knew that was going to be a disaster but it made a ton of money overseas so like they're building theme parks about trolls has warcraft. already made
1: more than warcraft did yeah.
2: warcraft was terrible oh gosh this is going <laughs> to be quite the uh bottom 10 of the year once we when we do that that episode we're going to have like, similar a
1: similar discussion.
2: Boy, I'm looking at my list right now, and I'm just...
1: You already have a list going of bottom 10? Yeah, I
2: keep a list going through the whole year, like every movie I see, because I am a nerd. Uh, and so I'm kind of... I'm scrolling through here now, and it's whew, it's it's rough. <laughs> it, it is rough.
1: You just hate that document. It's just, <laughs> I do. I just, give, it's it's almost it infecting your computer and itself, <laughs> just the fact that it exists on there. Sorry. Oh. Sorry. Okay. I think we've talked about this enough. Let's take a little break, Brian, and talk uh Dr. Hey what's up ma'am fam Kent here. And yes, if you're hearing from me, you know it's time to talk about Blue Apron. If you haven't tried out Blue Apron by now, what the heck are you even doing? Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. They deliver fresh meals straight to your door. All the food is fresh, it's sourced from local farms, and there's no wasted ingredients. That's blueapron.com slash mad. Get three meals on us for free. Nothing goes better with a movie than dinner. So check out Blue Apron. Blueapron.com slash mad. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Hey, ma'am, fam, question for you. Do you own a small business or are you a boss? Are you looking to hire awesome people, but you just can't find somebody to fill that role? Let me tell you about ZipRecruiter.com. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites all with one click. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. Right now, you can post your jobs for free on ZipRecruiter by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash That's ZipRecruiter.com slash One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Thanks to ZipRecruiter for supporting this episode of the Mad About Movies podcast. Strange. So we are joined by a guest this evening, and we welcome to the show, for the first time, M Payne. Hi am.
0: Hey. Hey everybody. What's going on? How are you? I'm good.
1: Good. Well, where are you from, M?
0: From PA, from Pennsylvania.
1: Pennsylvania. Ah, I'll be there this weekend in Pittsburgh.
0: Oh, it's a great city. How's the weather? Alright. Kind of crappy actually.
1: Well that's good. <laughs> okay, <so standing laughs> that's, that's exactly show. what I want to hear when I'm going there this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have thanks. Well, we're here to talk Doctor Strange tonight. I'm excited about this. Brian is, too, as well. Um, but we do have to ask you a few questions before we start, because this is your first time joining us. First of all, have you seen Now You See Me? Yeah. Um, all right, well, it's been yeah. real and good and great <laughs> have, and grand. I have seen you. But it. you have been lovely, and we will talk to you <laughs> later. Good night.
0: Um, yeah, I saw it. <laughs> The first time I saw it, I was in my family with my family watching it, uh, and I remember I got up like 10 minutes after it started, and I didn't come back. <laughs> um, your and family, then I right? Saw you, it, you, you,
1: you left your family, right? Oh, yeah, it was I, I was back. You never came back. I was like,
0: this is so stupid. <laughs> and then I, I came back like, I don't know, like a year or two later, and I watched it, and it was way worse. <laughs> well, you should worse see the second every- one oh i'm not going to <laughs> i don't have that much money because i'm a college student oh. so i don't waste it on
1: i think you need bad face
0: maybe in a couple years
1: okay <laughs> deal well when we do our now you see me to revisit which is inevitable does that need to happen do the commentary <laughs> we'll let you know
2: well, you know, movies change over time. Like the more times you see them you have a different appreciation for them. So
0: I, I feel like it's only fair
2: that we go back and, and revisit the
1: classics. And the second question is, have you seen McGruber?
0: Yeah, I have seen McGruber. Seen it
1: twice. Funny?
0: Yeah, very funny. Very
1: funny. Good. Glad. It's great. Y- you, you you win now. You can you can be back on the show. Good. Oh, thanks. Awesome. Well, good to have you. And what is your background kind of with the Marvel movies? Are you big fans of the previous ones?
0: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a really big Marvel fan. Um, you can ask anybody who knows me. I'm especially mm-hmm. a huge Captain America fan. Cool. Um, so I'm, I'm super, super deep into those movies. And um, really, I was really excited for Doctor Strange. I was following the, the production pretty closely and all that. So yeah, I was really excited for this.
1: Yeah, speaking of the production, we talked about this one at length, Brian, over the past mm-hmm. couple months. Just kind of the rumors surrounding it, the rumblings and everything, and I think before Cumberbatch, it was walking in Phoenix for the longest time. I think maybe oh, yeah. we talked about that being confirmed at one point, and then he backed out well, what's, what's the yeah. story there if you remember
0: I mean, from what I know, he, he backed out because of of some some differences with what he wanted to do with the character. Um, which doesn't surprise me because I mean he's
1: kind of you know walking Phoenixy, mm-hmm. right? Right. <laughs> well, don't you if you're Marvel Disney, don't you know what you're getting if you hire Walking Phoenix? Don't you want him to be Walking Phoenixy? I I guess with this, um, my concern would be how many movies are you signing up for? If I bet Walking Phoenix wouldn't want to sign up for five movies or whatever the contract was for totally. Benedict to appear in. He's already done, what, three or something? (laughs) He's already shot three or something like that. So um, that's what would scare me if I was Joaquin about it, because he likes to do one thing at a time, like one thing every two years and stuff like that. So I don't know. It would have been interesting to see, though, in hindsight, what Joaquin Mm -hmm. Phoenix would have done with Doctor Strange. But let's hit general thoughts here. Uh, We'll save spoilery stuff for a little bit later. Um, Brian generals
2: you know i like that i'm i'm getting to the point where i'm more excited about this kind of property for marvel than i am about more i guess the core properties mm-hmm. and i wasn't that way in the past i kind of when they started announcing these movies ant-man and dr strange and uh i think in humans still on the docket that guardians. might have been the one that got scrubbed guardians yeah i mean when they started talking about those movies way back when, I thought I don't we don't need that. Like just stick gimme Captain America and Iron Man and Hulk and let's just call it a day at that point. Um, but now I don't know. How many movies are we at now? Is this this is like fourteen or fifteen, I think. And so yeah. I'm at the point now where I, I look forward to this kind of movie more just because you're getting directors that are kind of give you have a little bit more leeway to do something interesting we all know how we we all know kind of the beats of these songs right like the, it's it's going to be uh you're going to gonna go from a to b to c to d and that's that's going to be it it's they're all kind of origin stories or finding themselves in the midst of trouble stories and that kind of thing and that's fine they they tell them very well um but as this as this universe expands and gets ever more complicated at least in terms of how all of these characters interact and and um, and uh, and live with each other and whatnot um, I get more interested in these movies the kind of B-story ones the superheroes that I didn't really know anything about I'd never heard of Ant-Man until like two years before Ant-Man came out I vaguely know who Doctor Strange is from the comics but certainly don't know really anything about him or or his comics and and his history in the in the Marvel universe and whatnot. So, but, but these are the movies that I feel like have the most potential to surprise and do something fun and and be a little freer. I guess this movie. To me, like I would be thrilled if these characters, these these B side characters and whatnot, if they just weren't attached to the Avengers at all. Like I would love it if Guardians of the Galaxy was not going to interconnect with Avengers. I know it is, but I would love it if it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um because I just think these first movies of of a new franchise within this universe, like Doctor Strange, there's just it feels it feels like there's a lot more freedom to kind of to try something and to have fun with it. And w- without it being hampered by. You know, when I watch Civil War, something that was difficult for me, I think Civil War is a very good film and, and having rewatched it once or twice uh, since it came out, I see it more and more how how good the movie is. But it was re- especially the first act, very difficult for me in my brain to keep processing how this character character connects to this and this one to this and how they all work together or don't work together. And how do we, what, like what world are we really in? All these sorts of things are, they get, it gets so convoluted and that becomes kind of a responsibility of the viewer to remember all that stuff. And it sort of turns into like game of Thrones in a way of just like, okay, now who is this guy and how do we connect here with this movie? Um, it's just like, hey, here's a here's a cocky doctor who uh, jacks up his hands and now he's trying to figure out how to heal him. And by the way, now he has kind of magical powers. And we're just going from there. I thought it was a really I, a, I think it's a very good movie. I love uh, the director and I love the cast. And I think um, this is one of those. This is a movie that to me stands up. It's not just that it stands up with the best of this universe, but like it felt a bit like a, a breath of fresh air within this universe that I really like just because it felt, um, it felt less weighed down by the Marvel canon and the, and the, mm-hmm. the whole, you know, this whole overwhelming universe that we have to pay attention to. If, you know, if they do Dr. Strange two and, you know, of course they will. Cause it's made a ton of money that some of that will go away because it will be tied in more and more and more. But for this one, um, I thought it all worked really well and I thought it worked very well as just a, as just a standalone. It's just this one piece of a puzzle that doesn't have to be connected to everything else. And I enjoyed that.
1: Yeah. The only <clears throat> real connection, and I don't know if it's a spoiler, but I'm going to say it anyway, is the infinity stones. Right. And that, is, I mean, it's kind of independent. It's the only real callback. And I think there's an aerial shot where you see the Avengers tower or stark tower Mm -hmm. in the city of new york so i guess that's kind of a callback but it does it feels kind of like a an escape or a vacation from those movies or that world but still existing in that universe does that make sense
2: yes i agree
1: like not having to deal with stark or any of you know uh shield or anything like that in this really was refreshing but you still it's still governed by kind of the laws that are established in that universe, if that makes sense. Um, man, for me just generally, <laughs> this was this was like, I did not know what to expect with this, um, especially from Cumberbatch. Uh, he impressed me at times, he let me down at times. Uh, I can't say that I don't wish I would have seen other people try the role. You know, I would have seriously liked to see tons of different kinds of actors do this um because i think there's so many possibilities with it i think wasn't johnny depp at one point gonna do it maybe
2: that disney sounds right out
1: disney backed out maybe or marvel backed out because of some some of the drama going on or because mm-hmm. lone ranger didn't work or i don't know something like that um
2: so that sounds right this seems like the type of character that he would have done 5 years ago so yeah
1: so <laughs> um I I mean, Cumberbatch did a great job, and I think it, for me it helped because I've seen him in things like Sherlock and similar, more mythicals type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm used to his work. Uh, he's one of my favorite actors. Seriously, uh, I think he's going to have an Oscar yeah. in the next five years. Like he's on that. He's him and Fassbender are kind of like any time now kind of actors. You know, when totally. They're, they're really going to be either. The number one actor in the world, or they're gonna be holding the trophy. Um, and he's had some misses. The Julian Assange movie didn't work for him at all.
2: Gosh, um, I forgot that was even a thing. Yeah, goodness.
1: Yeah, he he took up some backlash for Star Trek, believe it or not. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I guess he's kind of not in Star Wars because of that, in a way. Because
2: right, yeah,
1: I don't know if that ruined his. If he would have been perfect in the new Star Wars reboots and everything. He would have been a great Kylo Ren if, you know, if he hadn't been con. maybe he would have been Kylo Ren. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. But, I mean, great actor. And I think maybe it wasn't, what is it a mistake in your opinion, Brian and M, to put him within American accent? Like, just keep no. the British accent. Do you think it was I a mistake? I thought he was fine
2: yeah I thought he did a really reasonable accent it it's certainly you know my wife is notorious for for not knowing who is British and who is not just based on who you know what what characters they play in the movie anytime we watch a you know the Oscars or or the Emmys or something like that um you know somebody will come up and and accept a re- a reward an award and she would like what he's British that kind of thing I don't think she she didn't go to see the movie with me I don't think she would have known uh that that Benedict Cumberbatch is British if she didn't already, you know what I mean? If she didn't already know, I thought it was a, it was a reasonable performance from, from the accent standpoint. Um, I did think it was a little, it, it does. I thought seem it was like reasonable too, necessary. but I just yeah. didn't
1: think it was necessary. Like, yeah.
2: That may be that. that Why well, make that a point a of contention? Point. You know what I mean? Sure. Sure. Um, I would have been fine with him using his natural speaking accent, but I, I thought he did a fine job with it once he got going there. I did
1: too. What did you think of him, uh, him and this movie just generally?
0: I, I thought he did great. I, I respect that guy a lot. And I have a lot of, of high expectations that come with any role that he takes just because he has, he has a lot of weight, I feel like. Um, and I felt like in this movie he got to let loose a little bit and just be a little freer than, than he is in some of the other stuff that he's done. Uh, I thought his accent was great. I thought he sounded great. I don't, I mean with the accent thing, as long as you do it well, and you maintain it throughout the whole film. I don't really care what accent it is. Um, and you know, if he had been British, I you know people would have said, Why wasn't he American? Or they wanted, would have wanted an explanation. I don't know in the comics if he's British or American. I thought it worked. I thought he did a good job. I thought, you know, every scene wasn't like Oscar worthy, but I don't really think it's that kind of performance. Mm-hmm. I think it's definitely more like a, a comic booky kind of performance. And I thought I thought he was appropriate. I thought I thought he really nailed the look um what with the gray they added in his probably hair yeah. and you know, I thought he looked great so he
1: for me on screen he worked really well yeah i, I think so too and I'm not going to lie for the first probably 30 40 minutes just the whole setup of his journey to become doctor strange or the other the, the mythical doctor strange mm-hmm. it it was very well done uh his whole being a surgeon and then the car accident. And then like when he wakes up from the car accident and he's in the the bed, I don't, did you see this in 3d? I
2: did. Yeah, you did. I, our friend uh, Emily Tate, not huh. Emily, who's on the podcast with us, but uh, she she had seen it before me, and she said,
1: "Em was on our she, Girl in the Train episode." Yes, well, who you're yeah. Referring
2: to. Uh, yeah. We we only talk to girls who women who are named Emily. Apparently, yeah. I think this is the third third Emily. I think you are the third Emily to Emily be Actually, <laughs> on <of> wow. <laughs> It's Amelia. <laughs> Amelia, sure. sorry. Okay, sorry. M. Yeah, it's fine. M- I get like M- literally know. every day. Uh, <laughs> um. Anyway, the. She said she had texted me and said, "Hey, you should probably see it in three d She shares my distaste for for three d in general, but said it was it was worth it so i, I did see it in three d that's a, okay. at le- I think the first time since Star Wars that I've willingly seen a three d movie
1: okay, well, having said that, waking up from the car wreck and he's like in the whole contraption in the hospital bed, you know with the hands yeah. like that scene is intense like <laughs> I did not expect that from a I don't know, kids' movie if you want to call this that, sure, sure, so yeah, to speak. Yeah. Um, very, very intense, and you really feel that he is hurt bad in that. I, I hate. I don't know. I just hate wrecks and hospitals and horrible things happening to people. And then I don't know. That was just and needles in things, and you know, I don't, I don't yeah. like that at all. It's I'm not squeamish by any means, but I don't know. It's just. It's an easy way to get me kind of emotional in a movie is when you see somebody at yeah. in that position, you know, just so helpless. Um mm-hmm. but that worked really well in building the character and giving him sympathy. Um this is a character that you don't wanna like but you do. Uh mm-hmm. he does some pretty awful he's kind of a jerk. Uh he's kind of the Tony Stark the medical Tony Stark if you want to call him that. Yeah. Um, in the yeah. term. And the fact that he's kind of a snarky rich driving as fast as I can, cutting through traffic kind of a guy. And uh, he's, with Rachel McAdams, he is not nice to her a lot of the time. Not at all. And so how are we supposed to like him really at all? Um, I guess we know he's becau- going to become Doctor Strange, so that's encouraging. So we want to see him become sure. Doctor Strange and see his journey, his, his uh, I don't know if you want to call it baptism so to speak, but his kind of renewal as a person, his rebirth, you know, you know, it's coming when he changes his beard. I mean, they make it very apparent in this, when they change his whole look and everything, how he changes his whole demeanor and everything. Oh, uh, man. But the 3D, I'm glad you saw it in 3D, Brian, because holy moly, this 3D yeah. was yeah. Un- amazing. unbelievable, believable, man. I mean, oh, oh my god, did you see it in 3D, uh, Emilia?
0: I did not know. Oh. Now I'm wishing I well, had. Well, you
1: can go back and it's worth it. I I might even go back and see it another time in 3D again because it was um it was very good. And they they really took the time to think about it and uh I this should have been pitched more as a 3D kind of spectacle kind of thing. Don't you think? I mean, it's in the IMAX 3D, Brian, but it's not it, I don't feel like that was an emphasis. You know, and I feel like sure. it really does make a big difference here in the, in the experience mm-hmm. of of watching this. Didn't you think?
2: Yeah, I, I, I agree. It, that's why I saw it in three D. Because, yeah. like I said, like I really avoid that. I hate it. Um, but this is this is an example of how you can use that medium to to bring the viewer into the world instead of kind of bringing that world out into the theater. That's that's the difference. That's where that's where movies like Avatar and uh, Life of Pi and uh, Hugo and you know the the cream of the crop, very top end three D movies. That's why they're they're worth that is because it, it you know especially with these visuals with the buildings moving and turning and um, you know very Inception style look at at this this world and stuff and and then the cinematography when whatnot, like you, you really feel like you're kind of spinning in there with them. And that, that's how that 3d worked. I I'm glad I saw it in 3d. I, I never come. I've so rarely come out feeling that way. Um, but it, yeah, I thought it, I definitely think it added to the experience.
1: Yeah. When I guess the ancient one, we can talk about her. Um, how far mm-hmm. away should we get into this with, um, in this before we get into spoilers?
2: This movie made like $100 million, so I think everybody's seen it. Let's just go. Let's do it.
1: Okay, well, spoilers now, then. And yeah. we'll avoid spoilers later. We'll just spoiler, spoiler alert now, and it's effective until later. So, uh, <laughs> uh, there's a lot in this movie as far as uh, changes go. Um, did you notice the new Marvel logo at the beginning? Or Intro, or Marvel Studios. I did, yeah. yeah. Holy, that was awesome, too. <laughs> I did not expect that. and um, Maybe this is the first movie I've seen with that on there, so that was cool. But in terms of going through the, I don't know, the third eye, I don't know what you want to call it, the uh, other realm, the astral realm or whatever, mm-hmm. oh my, I mean, when Strange, I guess... So the the deal is if you haven't seen the movie and you're still with us he gets in this he's basically a neurosurgeon called Dr. Strange which I didn't know that. I thought he became Dr. Strange after he got the powers and it was you are now Dr. Strange, you know. I didn't know he was a doctor beforehand so that I don't know if that's something that was in the comics or they put a twist on it but either way it informed me and as a person who had not read the comic but <laughs> it um So he's one of the best neurosurgeons in the world, and they have a really intense scene at the beginning with him removing a bullet from somebody's brain with his hand, steady hand so he doesn't damage the nerve, and it's nerve-wracking, and I'm amazed at people that actually do that for a living. But, um, so when he gets in the car wreck, his career is over, obviously. Um, He has tons of nerve damage in his hands and can't get the the feeling back or the control back to do the surgery anymore. So his career's over, his life's over basically. And he's seeking alternate m- medicine or spiritual healing and things like that to help him regenerate the nerve. And I guess talks to a friend of a friend of a friend kind of a thing and ends up at this Taj Mahal place in, <laughs> I guess it's uh, Nepal.
2: Yeah. Man do.
1: And First of all, I want to go there. Wow. I've never been to <laughs> India, but you know, what a what a place. And he meets the Ancient One. And what did we think of this kind of little, I don't know if it's a gag or Easter egg, but the f- fact that he thinks the Ancient One is the other guy, but it's actually Tilda Swinton, you know? Mm. is Is that kind of a sarcastic wink or is it a joke or I don't know, is it a stab at the studio or the fans for being upset that Tilda Swinton was the ancient one and not like the, because, because the, the person that he notices first and says, Oh, you're not the ancient one. They, it looks like the one in, from the comics, I think. So that's why everyone was okay. super upset. Um, right. And they kind of twisted it on its head and Tilda Swinton actually looks like the sidekick of the ancient one from the comics that's how I understand mm-hmm. it. I don't know. I again, Correct me if I'm wrong, by all means. But um, when he goes there, and actually, she shows him the an- the ancient realm. I mean, uh, that's some of the some of the m- most incredible visuals I've ever seen, especially in 3D, like a tenfold mm-hmm. in 3D. But I've never the creativity that they used, the way he was flying around, the buildings, the dimensions, the when the arms started growing, arms that grew arms. I mean, like, what was? Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it. I, I, I almost never wanted it to end. It was just, it was like a roller coaster. Um, so that was very well done, and I mean, worth the price of a mission in and of itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, just that sequence. I'm not even kidding. From an execution standpoint, from a cinematography standpoint, from an entertainment standpoint, that was great. Yeah. Did you did you agree with that? Or I can see how some people just be like, oh. CGI overload, get me out of here. But I was all in. I was like, you know what? This is what CGI is freaking for, right here. To take sure. us to places that we can't go, you know?
2: Yeah, no, I, I was I'm in the same boat. I thought I thought that sequence felt like if Terry Gilliam had ever been given like real money to make a movie. Like that's what <laughs> it it kind of felt like. It was very trippy and um, I guess a little sort of existential and it man, it worked really well. I thought it was I thought it was genuinely creepy in places where it should have been creepy and and fascinating and beautiful at the same time. And that was a really cool sequence, I thought.
1: Yeah. What about you, Em? Did you get motion sick?
2: (laughs) Oh,
0: no, I was really impressed. I mean, just based off of the trailers and what what I knew vaguely of Doctor Strange, I had a really high expectation for what the visuals were going to be. And looking at the budget, too, and and the production and everything and all that. Um, So I expected a lot and it, it definitely paid off. Um, And I think the best part about it is that 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 isolated sequence is incredible, but it's not just that sequence that's incredible. There are other ones as well. So it's not like they channel all their money into one really cool scene. It's just, you get that cool scene and that's like your introduction and it's just like over the top and amazing. And then it continues on throughout the film.
1: Yeah. I think it's, this movie does a great job of not like we mentioned earlier, just being bound down to the, Marvel mythos, and the, the oh, we're going to have a, we're going to open a portal, and then Thanos, and the freaking, you know, it just, it felt grounded in there, but it didn't rely on it, like, uh I mean, the whole Far East mythology, and the spiritual healing, and all that, I mean, that is such an interesting topic, mm-hmm. I mean, there are, you know, Kung Fu is, and all those types of movies explore all those types of practices, And, uh, I mean, it's such a, I mean, the Matrix does it to a good, good extent, you know, and and, and very effectively, but there's a lot of stuff there, you know, and I'm, it's really cool that honestly, that Marvel and Kevin Feige and everybody saw this comic and was like, we could really do something cool with this because that's really what it is. It's about the mind and, and, uh, you know, I guess self will and determination more than it is about, a cool gun or, you know, a suit or anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just really, this is like a superhero movie for adults, you know? Does that make yeah. sense? Like, don't you feel like this was way more for us than it was for your middle schooler or something, you know?
2: Yes. Know. Yeah. There's no question. And I, and a part of that too, I think, I think M hit the nail on the head earlier was Benedict Cumberbatch has like a, you said it perfectly. I mean, he he has so much weight to him when he's on screen, mm-hmm. and I think that gives, I think that gives this character more, more pull on the screen into your eyes and to your emotions than it might have in the hands of I, I don't know. I mean, I I really love Chris Evans as as Captain America. I think he's perfectly cast in that. If you put Chris Evans in this role, I think this this movie kind of. Uh, it definitely wouldn't be a bad movie, but it's it's definitely a different movie and i i think I think it would be worse for that. I think Cumberbatch brings some sort of um almost like credibility to mm-hmm. this character and to the movie, and I think that almost like legitimizes this kind of strange, not all that well known B character. And McAdams is the same way, like and and Mads Mikkelsen and on and Chua Chua Teletjia like you're you're bringing in really talented Oscar worthy or Oscar winning actors and and putting them into a comic book movie and that's I mean that's not something that Marvel I mean Marvel's been doing that for for years but I think this is like the kind of the pinnacle of that achievement at least.
1: Yeah, I can't say I disagree at all. Any thoughts, M, on that? or anything I just said I've been talking for 45 minutes so if you (laughs) want to jump in I mean as as far
0: as casting I I mean Mm. I have to agree I didn't really look at the cast list other than other than Cumberbatch and and, and Mickelson until until I saw it and I I thought that even for like like McAdams's role I mean that so easily goes to a nobody or maybe not a nobody but just a pretty face
1: yeah that's Um, true yeah she,
0: she does a really good job and I don't know that, like her part is particularly well written. Um, sure. she is a little she's in there. She's more like useful than some other people have been. But as far as like a woman and like the the superhero movie, um she's still just kind of stuck in there, but she still does like a really great job. and I don't like want her to get off the screen. like I'm I'm fine with her being on there and I thought she had good chemistry with the Cumberbatch and I, I, I thought Swinton was good despite the controversy. Oh, I thought she was great. Her, I, I think she, the scenes
1: with her and Cumberbatch just one-on-one. I mean, that's the stuff you dream of, you know? I mean, it was, they were great. Yeah. Tilda Swinton was great. Good point. Em.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I, I thought, I thought she did a great job. Yeah. So, um, and Mickelson, Mickelson was, he's the same as he always is, you know, he's, he's kind of basically whatever he does. Um, regardless of how good the project is, so I thought I thought he did a great job too, and I I thought the cast really helped to lift up a narrative that I thought in parts was a little weak. Sure. Um, so having that to kind of balance it out probably helped my overall like feeling for the film.
1: Yeah, and I guess our point has been proven once more. If Rachel McAdams is in your movie, there's gonna be time travel involved <laughs> somehow at some point. And Always.
2: Has to happen.
1: Did, I honestly didn't think it was until it did. Until they, <laughs> yep. the time travel started coming into the movie. Yep. And it's kind of a twist, and they play on it pretty cleverly, mm-hmm. actually, very cleverly, I think. Um, yes. How did we think that this this movie felt like a cross between um, Iron Man, Inception, and Edge of Tomorrow? <laughs> Does sure. that make sense?
2: Yeah. Uh, no, the third fair.
1: act is Edge of Tomorrow. Basically, they, mm. it's it's very similar, and kind of it's uh, I don't know how it u- how it uh, how it uses time travel in a entertaining or clever way. Um, I can see why people would be kind of eye rolly at that, at the kind of the him using the uh, infinity stone to jog back time to create an infinite time loop, because. Um, mm. I guess the argument is, why can't he just do that forever from now on? Right, yeah. Um, I would think Thanos would have something to say about that at some point. So sure. maybe that'll do that. But for the time being, I did not expect it at all. Uh, I expected the the portal, the whole uh, uh, typical ending to this. And uh, we got the portal, but we didn't get a typical ending to this. So it kind of flipped this on its head. Don't you think, and a little bit with kind of how it this all ended up, it flipped everything on its head?
2: I thought it was a really smart way to kind of finish it off with that third act. You're right this you know the sequel now that has to figure out how to to work around this because one of my big pet peeves with Superman in movies is that Superman can fly backwards and and uh and turn back time, so mm-hmm. like that doesn't. So there's no stakes in addition to all the other insane powers that he has. Um, So that's something that they're going to have to deal with in in coming. And they kind of tried with like, you have to learn to master it before you can use it again. But like he did a pretty good job with it. So I don't know that that's necessarily going to stop him. There's going to have to be some kind of MacGuffin to take that power away or else it's not interesting. But at least as far as this movie goes. I thought it was a really smart way to play um, a trope that we've seen before and uh, and to to use that in a in a in intelligent and entertaining kind of way. I was I was very impressed with that moment. I thought it was very well done.
0: Yeah, I have to agree when they when they started kind of doing the Nicholson like plot line and I realized that he was going to open a hole in the sky Mm-hmm. again <laughs> yeah. and more stuff yeah. was going to come out and another city was going to get destroyed I was like oh my god um, but they kind of were able to to manipulate it in a way probably because of just the formatting of the story and and what that particular corner of the universe will allow um, they were able to kind of change it around a little bit so it's not just so this is the 8th Marvel movie I've seen this in um, mm-hmm. and they did the time travel really well because that has been done a lot of times in a lot of ways um, so if you can ever do it for in a way that, like, A, surprises me, or B, is just new, um, i got to give you credit for it.
2: Yeah. Agree.
1: Yeah. What do we think about the comic relief in this movie, though? Um, I would say it they batted about 60-40, uh, 40% worked, and 60% were just kind of like, meh, or didn't work at all. <laughs> you know? <laughs> as far as the jokes <laughs> are concerned. Um I thought the Beyonce bit was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was the kind of how they weave pop culture into it. And I thought the Wi-Fi joke was funny. <laughs> He's like, sure. what is this? The Wi-Fi password. We're not savages or whatever he says. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was funny. kind of puts it in, in a modern perspective. Um, at the beginning of the movie, I don't know if it's a time travel that they're using, but – they are in the library at the very in the very first sequence and the guards are guarding it and they i guess they uh mads mickelson them steal the page or steal the book and they're escaping and all of a sudden you're in like new york you know you feel like it, it, the movie intros in like the old ancient times or whatever you know cuz the uh, establishing shots are all old and everything and then, boom, you're in a city. It's like a very jarring, like, where are we? Kind of a, uh, what is this universe that we're in? Kind of a thing. And uh, I thought for the most part, they did a very good job of, like, no matter, like, every corner, you never know what's going to be there. You know? Like, anything is possible um, with this. I thought the sling ring stuff and, the uh, you know, making the portals and building the little shields and everything out of the spark type thing, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I I thought that was a really cool um, same. I yeah. don't. It worked for me. It's super weird and cheesy, but I was just, I was all in on it. Like I was like, whatever, you know. I could see how that would be lame, but or kind of corny. But it worked for me.
2: 100%. Yeah, it did for me too. And I I think I think when you have a bit like that, because this is really Marvel's first true foray into kind of the magic realm, you know, Loki kind of keys in on it here and there, but, but it's, it's done not with a spell, you know, or at least it doesn't look like he's casting a spell. He's just calling upon some sort of anyway, anyway, power or stone or whatever. But I think, I think when you're going to do that bit, you have to either give people at the, you either give people a reason to get in and get on board or at the very least you don't give them an easy out. And I thought I think I thought the movie handled that really well. Like yeah, it's kind of cheesy, but it's done in such a visually compelling way and Cumberbatch is really selling it and it's and it's fun. And so I I think they you know, Scott Derrickson, I'm super impressed with this with that guy. I yeah. thought he I was not nervous about him when he took the 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 job, but I did think it was kind of an odd choice, just given his his background. I've not seen Sinister because the trailers made me cry, Um, but I have seen Exorcism of Emily Rose, and it's very good. And it just seemed like an odd choice, but in hindsight, I mean, dude, I mean, he kills it. He he kills it. Like this is. This might be the other than the Russo brothers. The way they have turned uh, Captain America into a really enjoyable and fun and um, and modern superhero, like this might be the best directing job of any, it's of, any the of these. of these. the
1: hardest films. one to direct. Yes,
2: this is a really difficult difficult movie to pull off, and i I think he did a great job with it. You know, even if you come out saying, "Oh, that movie was only okay," um, I think that's a win because yeah. this this is kind of it reminds me of thor in that thor should have been thor should have been like the a really bad bump in the road for marvel like that it's so out there and um and just not grounded in earth at all and it just seems like the type of movie and kenneth brannick did a great job of making that um relatable and but i think this is even harder like this is a you you're this was a quite a difficult task and there are so many moments where I don't know that it would have fallen apart, but I think I think we should be looking at this movie and saying, here's a moment that didn't work. Here's a moment that didn't work. Here's a thing that didn't work. And I don't I don't feel that way. Like, I don't feel like there's a lot to nitpick here. And I think that's mostly due. um, The cast is great. We've talked about the mad nauseum. But Scott Derrickson did an incredible job of holding it all together and making these little sequences that should be cheesy or dumb or um, just kind of re- eye roly and, and and made them, at the very least, visually compelling, and that kind of gives your mind a reason or an excuse to to buy in, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, they took some risks here, too. I think the, the cape having its kind of AI mind of its own, mm-hmm. Aladdin's magic carpet kind of thing going on is a risk. I mean, yeah. you can have a cape or no cape or a cape that doesn't move around on its own. And I think they use that for com comedy, obviously, but, um, I mean that, that could not work at all, you know, and it it could ruin the movie kind of a thing if it doesn't work. Um, but I think it worked great. What did you think, him? I
0: thought the the Cape was like super cute. And I, (laughs) I didn't think that it was going to be like sentient. Um, and I, I initially was just excited about the idea of the Cape because even just from the posters, It made him look like a superhero, and a lot of the Avengers—they don't—or like people in the Marvel universe—they don't necessarily look like superheroes. They just look like they're wearing like tactical stuff. Um, Even Iron Man, to some degree, and Mm -hmm. Doctor Strange with the cape and like all the colors he had on him and the way he did his hair—he looked like a comic book character, like really, like he was
1: like a magician. Yeah, he he looks like the eye. Yeah. Oh my god. What what if (laughs) Ruffalo? What if Ruffalo in. You know where I'm going with this, Ryan? And Thor Ragnarok is actually a, the his character from Now You See Me in Crossing the Universe, and he's recruiting Doctor Strange to be in the eye. And then we have Marvel MCU, NYSMCU <laughs> crossover.
0: Yeah, except explosions. Doctor Strange is like actual magic.
1: So. <laughs> um, how dare you? You th- uh, don't think card throwing is actual magic?
2: <laughs> yes, I can I can throw so. cards. Yeah, you can throw a card really hard, really like, hard, like, and really fast. hard.
1: What do we think of kind of the cider characters? Uh, Chiwetel, Benedict Wong. Um, for me, if there's any kind of downside of this movie or weakness of this movie, it's Mads Mikkelsen. It's kind of a stereotypical villain, just not compelling, just don't really care kind of a thing to me. Um, I think... Man. I He's fine. He's, right. he's like, a great... He's, he's, he's always a good villain. It's like get Javier right. Bardem. Yeah, he's going to be a great villain. Uh, I don't Javier think Robert it's Bardem. like
2: the fix for all Marvel... I mean, that's always been the problem with Marvel movies is the villains kind of suck. I don't think that's the fix for it. But other than Loki... In Avengers, I think that's the best marvel villain, and he I and hated, it's all because of but he was so good. I
1: hated the makeup glitter <laughs> crap i I that ruined it for me honestly
0: looked like uh Johnny One Ranger didn't
1: it <laughs> it looked like somebody trying to do Alice Cooper, but didn't know what they were doing, or Alice Cooper <laughs> fell into a thing of glitter like that's what it looked like um. <laughs> I I just think
2: I think Mads Mikkelsen brings so much intensity to that role that for me, at least I was like, I'm in I'm in on on this character, probably just because Mads Mikkelsen is freaking me out. And Listen, we're
1: saying that there's been 14 movies and uh, we're saying that Loki is still the best villain and (laughs) he wasn't even very good. Like, I didn't even like him in when I first time I saw Avengers at all.
2: Uh, I think he's very good in Avengers. I think he's really pretty weak in the Thor movies. I think Joss Whedon's the one who's been able to use him effectively.
1: We'll see him again in the third Thor. Yeah. Speaking of, let's talk about... Uh, let's talk about the kind of mid credit sequence. So I guess this that Doctor Strange is going to be in Thor 3? I guess it's Thor 3 at this point? Yeah. And um, so... We're gonna see, obviously, Doctor Strange, a lot more coming up. Um, so they're betting on this. They were betting on this to kind of do well. Um, I would, would be very interested to see what would happen if one of these just tanked, like yeah. three million dollars, <laughs> like total. Like what? 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 Have they, they came already in with shot? Like, you know what totals. I mean? Yeah. yeah. I,
2: what? Whoa! Like, oh man, we got to scrub Thor from these if movies. They did like you
1: know? Howard the Duck. I feel like that would happen. <laughs> like if they, if they got really cocky and like we're rebooting Howard the Duck, you know, they're gonna give. I would.
2: I would see that. Let's do it.
1: I don't know. I would. They they actually hinted at that, didn't they? At the end of Guardians. Yeah, he's in. Mm. Yeah,
2: he's in Guardians. Yeah, in the Collector's stronghold or whatever.
1: Oh, they, yeah, they show him at the end, but that's crazy. Um. Not much else to talk about here, as far as this one goes, other than um some more of the sequence of visual sequences uh should we discuss the death of one of the main characters? I don't know if we should at length, but very emotional scene and good and everything mm-hmm. um, where do we think what do we think dr Strange's roles are gonna be now? Is he gonna be like the is he gonna take on the role of Passing on the mythology, or is he like thanks for the knowledge guys, see you guys later,
2: you know, kind of a thing yeah, I mean, I think he's, he's, he's supposed to be maybe yeah I think the I think they're leaving you with the idea that he's kind of uh i don't know uh he, he's joined up, and he's the sorcerer supreme in waiting maybe, or something like that
1: yeah he he fits way better with this universe than like vision. I, like yes, vision, needs to, vision, vision needs to vision needs to stop. stop. Vision is yeah. like, has to stop. I
0: just don't understand. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, we got to we
2: got to kill off vision. How time. did Josh not
1: not see that? Mike, yeah,
2: I don't know what is v- vision. I don't know the what deal is vision, vision, vision was. <laughs> <laughs> Look, at Look at that. Vision needs to be around for Thanos for when they actually finally battle Thanos because that's he has a certain amount of power that you're going to need there, but like. You could just send him off into the space into space to find himself until or that. Just time, have him you know? be
1: Jarvis until the last minute, mm-hmm. and then he's Vision and saves the day. That's what should have happened. Anyway, so I guess we should maybe hit some grades here, guys, on uh, Doctor Strange. This one surprised me. Um, very hard to pull off. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks the part. You're absolutely right, Em, and. This is very similar to Ant Man for me. Um probably a little better than Ant Man of a movie. Yeah. And um I'm interested to see where Ant Man can go in the Avengers. I'm interested to see where Doctor Strange can go on its own. Um mm-hmm. in the next couple movies where they can how deep they can go into the multiverse with this. Um wow, loved it and um I'm gonna go with uh, just a solid A. This is what I expect from Marvel every time, almost honestly. So, um more of the same. It's kind of like Pixar, you know. It's hard to mm-hmm. hard to criticize mm-hmm. it. I mean, you you get what you get. Sure. Uh and what's your grade?
0: Um I'm going to go A- minus just because of I had a couple problems with like narratively just like the villain aspect of it and mm-hmm. and some of the stakes um and some of the the humor not really landing, not just with me <laughs> but like with the entire theater, it was just kind of silent. Um <laughs> not that not that like corbash isn't funny because he is a funny guy he's good timing but just like some of the stuff was just like it was just not that great but uh, super impressed overall the visuals were awesome um really like impressed with the director too who i am also not familiar with because i don't enjoy being scared um but to see him take on something like this and and knock it out of the park is is pretty awesome so a minus for me
2: right yeah, I'm I'm like a very high A minus or or a low A. Uh, I thought it was a little bit. I think I gave Ant Man an A minus, and this is better than Ant Man. I don't think it's as quite as good as like Civil War, having watched that a couple of times since. Visually, this is easily the best of the Marvel films. I don't think it's even close. Um, and I, I I enjoy. I love the cast. I love this cast. Yeah, there's some narrative issues here and there um the writing is i don't think the writing's weak but i do think there are times when it it seems like it's kind of caught between we should probably insert a joke here because otherwise we're going to start scaring the kids you know that kind of thing where um maybe that sort of disconnect was you know kind of a post credit sort of deal so anyway i i'm going to go i'm going to go high a minus uh for, for my grade
1: well the uh writer of this co-wrote with uh, Prometheus, John Spathes with Damon Lindelof, and he wrote also a
2: hilarious film. Yes,
1: he wrote uh, Passengers, which is coming out this year, Ooh. and uh, The Mummy with Tom Cruise, that is coming out in 2017. <laughs> it's no. it's the Mummy, not the Brendan Fraser Mummy. Right. People are confused. Right. It's the uh, it's the it's old Universal Mummies.
2: Yeah,
1: uh, yeah, yeah. So we'll see that, and uh, P- Pack Rim too. Pac Rim 2, writing that. So, we'll see more from them. So, good times all around. Thank you, Marvel. And uh, we'll see you next year, I guess, right? Right. Alright, <laughs> right, let's take another break, and let's hit Weekly Recommends.
2: Weekly Recommends.
1: Okay, and what would you like to recommend?
0: Um, I'm going to recommend an album that uh, everyone has been talking about. Um, for a long, for like months, that I refuse to listen to because I don't like to get into- <laughs> tub
1: thumping.
0: Yeah, no. Um, it's actually the Hamilton soundtrack.
2: Oh, Ooh, nice. Too bad Richard's yeah. not here. You would just start crying just thinking about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty awesome. Um, I I think I underestimated yeah. how good it would be. And I'm I'm like musicals are fine, but they're usually so stinking and cheesy. Um, mm-hmm. But this is totally not that. It's it's so it's so passionate
2: um and the music's so fun so yeah yeah I that's a great Hamilton. recommend dude I, i'm in the same boat like, like i kind of uh <laughs> i kind of fought it because i don't like things that are popular except for marvel movies apparently but um i my my wife bought the soundtrack and i'm in the same boat and I'm like i don't i don't really love musicals they're always kind of come off as cheesy to me and uh she was like you gotta to listen to this so I've loved it. I just started listening to it, I don't know, like 2 or 3 months ago and it's 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 so good. And the PBS did a bit on it, did a, like a whole documentary a couple of weeks ago and it was that was also outstanding as well. Hamilton.
1: What a year. 2016. <laughs> Do you think Hamilton's one of those like hey guys remember Hamilton? Or one of those remember Hamilton kind of things, uh, like in ten years. I,
2: I don't. Huh? I think this is. I think that's one that's going to. That it's going to stick around. I think Lin
1: Miranda is going to be a big star, but I yeah. I, just, I don't know if like uh if if that that like without him is going to be a thing.
2: Yeah, well, that's, it's that's it's, it's
0: running right now without him. So because right. he's not he's not currently mm-hmm. past as Hamilton anymore, and I I think it's. It seems like it's going to be just because of how difficult it still is to get tickets, and what I know about Broadway, it just seems like it's going to be a very long-running show. Yeah. Um, because once everything final, finally finally sells down, the people who can finally get to New York and actually afford a ticket are going to start are going to start coming. So I think it's around to stay, and I think it's because it's so different yeah, than a go on tour. Other, Yeah, maybe.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's
2: it's open in Chicago, I know, and it, it, probably I don't know San Francisco yeah, too.
1: Yeah, Book of Mormon is just now on tour coming to Dallas and I feel like it it's been six years we've been waiting (laughs) for it to come here you know like it's been on Broadway and then in London and things like that but never really did it here but we'll see maybe Hamilton in six years so good recommend Brian what's your recommend
2: I'm gonna recommend a book uh that I actually listened to on audiobook it's very short it's I think it's supposed to be like a kid's book or like I don't know why a, but it's about four hours on audible, probably like 200 pages printed. Um, there's a film coming out based on it later this year. It's called a monster calls by Patrick Ness. Um, it is, it's kind of difficult to explain without spoiling anything, but uh, the gist of it is a 13 year old boy wakes up every night and there is a giant tree monster, like an int from Lord of the Rings in his backyard uh, threatening him and, and, forcing him to listen to stories and uh, it has a lot. To, his mom has cancer and it has a lot to do with what's going on. So it kind of cuts back and forth between his uh, nightly talks and nightmares and and threats from this monster and then back into his real life. Um, it is, it is an, it's an incredibly written book and it is so emotionally raw. Like I was, I moved this last week and I had it playing on my, my bluetooth speakers and i just kept having to like stop and because i'm the biggest wuss in the world i just have to keep stopping and and, and like uh just boohooing because it's such a brutal story in a in a really beautiful way i loved it it's like maybe the number one book that i've read this year and um i'm i'm really excited for Really excited for the movie with Liam Neeson playing the monster, but the, it's going to be difficult to top the book. So I would, I would definitely encourage anybody to read it and to not read it in a public place so people don't think that you have some kind of emotional distress. Uh, again, Monster Calls by Patrick Ness.
1: Awesome. I'm going to recommend. Election season's over. Um, Triumph, <laughs> the Insult Comic <laughs> Dog has a show on Hulu. And it's basically like The Daily Show, but with Triumph. And it's awesome. (laughs) And uh, watch it on Hulu. I'm sure he's going to be doing a wrap-up. And even the stuff prior to the actual vote is great. And uh, Robert Smigel is uh, hilarious. I mean, all-timer, you know? yeah. I mean, I wish he was more in the public eye. Um, I forgot who it was. Somebody on SNL was saying the other day, or from past cast was like if you're gonna do sketch comedy like the number one person you call is Robert Michael Uh, yeah he uh, maybe Bob Odenkirk would be there uh, Conan but um, I mean those guys they're all timers and and uh, Triumph is still so funny to me in so many ways it's just so weird you know (laughs) it's so weird that it uh, and he played very well on the you're a puppet no you're a puppet (laughs) Uh, and all that (laughs) It was great, um, but check that out on Hulu. Uh, Thirty day free trial, of course. If you don't have the service, you can check it out. Uh, um, Triumph on Hulu. That's my mm. recommend. Awesome. Where can we find you online, M? Um,
0: not really anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, I guess Facebook. Other than that, there's nothing interesting on my Facebook page.
1: All right. So um, just search for the letter M and yeah. Good luck.
0: Yeah, there's <laughs> nothing that interesting.
1: Okay. Thanks uh, for being on, though. It's been awesome. And uh, yes. if any other Marvel movies or any other movies, you're welcome to come chat. We appreciate yes. it a lot. Brian, where can we find you?
2: You can find me on Twitter at uh, Beagle12. You can find my writing at madaboutmoviespodcast.com and the Mad About Movies podcast newsletter, which will be coming out next week, a week late. Sorry, we've been busy with you know life and stuff. Uh, Kent, where can we find you?
1: Online at Kent Garrison on Twitter at KinkGarrison.com, Find our show online at MadAboutMoviesPodcast.com, MadAboutMovies on the iTunes. If you like what you hear, leave us five stars, tell a friend, and uh, hit subscribe because that helps grow the show. But until next time, in which we will be with Richard, maybe, we'll see you at the cinema. Bye. Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling Toss salad and scrambled eggs
0: And maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged.
1: Ha, 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 ha. But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again.
0: Scrambled eggs all over my face.